0: that was really generous. You know, the other... Well, let me take care of some administrative stuff. My name is Jeremy. I'm an Hi, father. Jeremy. Um, yeah, my sobriety day is November 20, 2017. And um, I, uh, I have a sponsor. And uh, he's here. I'm glad he's here. And um, I, I sponsor guys as well. They give me a... Um, A clear understanding of of my alcoholism and exactly how that works, and uh, I do regular service. I I was taught um, that there's two things that are important um, in getting sober day one. It's uh, home group and service. So um, I'm thankful for all of those things. Look, I'm just gonna. I'm up here. I might as well say something. Y'all, y'all are great y'all say, save my life, no shit, okay, so I'm not gonna, <laughs> I'm not gonna, uh, uh, try to repay that, uh, but I'll, I'll do my best to, um, you know, I'll do my best to pass, pass it on, but I'd be irresponsible if I didn't say, um, thank you for, for, for that and for everything that you do here, so, um, the other part of that story, Walt, oh, by the way, Walt, uh, he was the first person to chat me up when I got here, and that's just the kind of program that, that he's got. Um, he wouldn't remember that, but I, I, I do. I always remember, you know, things like that. Um, first, first time going to a place, you know, it's, it's pretty nervous, especially coming into AA. So, um, if you're here for the first time, that's a big deal, um, and, and I'm glad you're here, definitely. Uh, so, so here's, here's what happened uh, Chris and I were in the car we were going to Clayton and that uh, group is called Fourth Dimension they get together at 7 o'clock um, and uh, Chris and I knew Melissa would be nervous because she, she was talking that night and so uh, we were like alright let's give her a call so we gave her a call and uh, we were like hey how's it going Crappy. <laughs> and uh, and I was like, What's your favorite movie? She's like, I don't know. Goodfellas? And I was like, Okay, here's what you do you take a quote from Goodfellas and work it into your talk. <laughs> and, then, and then Bree's like, Jeremy, cut, cut it out. She's like, as I was like, All right, I'll see you later. So I, her, so I come up, and, uh, and, and uh, Melissa's like, um, why don't you, you know, put some uh, put some movie quotes in, in, into your talk? And I'm like, when was the last time you saw a movie talk? She's like, well, I'm texting Walt right now. <laughs> <laughs> so, so that's how it went down. Uh, elsewise, I wouldn't be, be up here. But thanks for letting me stall there. Um, uh, so I'm gonna tell you what I was like. Uh, what happened. What I was like again? What happened again? And then um, what? What it's like now? So um, I was I was born and raised in Washington D.C. It's a great, great town, great place to grow up. Um, from an early age, I, I just remember. I mean, I remember being like four, and I was like, "Holy crap! I was somewhere else, and I'm here now. This is so cool! I get to be here." There's like. There's like people on the other side of the beach, on the other side, they wear different stuff, they have different clothes, they eat different stuff. I thought that was cool. I was like looking around and I just thought everything was fantastic. I must have <laughs> driven a whole bunch of people crazy with my questions um, about that. But, um, and that would follow me around all my life. But if there's one thing about my, my disease, it's uh, it's a family disease. So so dad uh, dad was a lawyer and mom was a was a stay at home mom. They're not they're not here with us anymore. But uh, uh, you know um, mom used to take me to the library along with the rest of the kids, and I would check out books about Greek, Greek mythology and I thought that was just so cool. You could like go into these whole different. Worlds, you know. This one's cool. There's other ones, you know, and um, and uh, you know that's that's the primary cause of my dorkiness today. But <laughs> but that would impact my alcoholism later. I'll get onto that in a bit. But um, you know, uh, <clears throat> mom and dad drank a lot, and I remember just. I was just a, a little kid, and I was just commenting on their beverage choices. And I was like, y'all drink a lot of that. And it's like the music stopped, you know, and, and uh, they were like, oh, my God. And I was like, "I was like, whoa, I'm just commenting on beverage choices here. I don't know what y'all are, are so uh, uptight about. But, um, but they kept a lot of booze around. I mean, gallons. There was... There was just a lot of it. And it was, it was all the time. Um, and uh, dad could take it or leave it. Mom, not so much. She, she at some point, she needed it. And uh, I, I remember, you know, much later in life, taking a look at a whole bunch of pictures and, and kind of seeing a, a little transition uh, in how she appeared. And I think that alcohol was a big, big part of that. But um, so I would see I would see a lot of that, and uh, really didn't think anything of it. Now, what's weird with me is that is that I remember I remember my first drink. You know, my next door neighbor Fred came over, and he's like, "Hey, I got something funny I want to show you." And I was like, "What the hell? Why not?" And so we go next door, go in the pantry. And he's got some he's got some cider that that had turned hard, and we started drinking it laughed, had a great time. Um, I remember my second trick after that. It was like a Miller Lite from downstairs in the fridge or something like that. And, uh, and it, it's, it's so weird, like why do I remember, why do I remember that? I mean, it, it's such a, I think it's because it was just such a powerful thing to me. Um, but I, you know, I stayed away from it largely till I was about 15 okay Um, before that it was like come home put the books down go um, go play soccer run around with with the neighborhood kids and and, you know get into alley wars uh, you know with with like bricks and 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 trash can lids and um, you know kids stuff and you know and there was Dungeons and Dragons so you know it was it was like Stranger Things Basically, it really was. It really was like Stranger Things, um, and it was it was a great time. It was it was just a fantastic time. Uh, I thought to be alive. Um, now, once, but but things changed. Like I changed immediately when I started drinking. There was, and there were immediate consequences. Even though it wasn't like high stakes consequences, but they were they were pretty immediate. Went to camp uh, in um, uh, right on the border of North and South Carolina. Okay, there's Lake Wiley there. We went into town and uh, to do our laundry. I was like a camp counselor's aide or something like that. We went in and, and did our laundry, and somebody got a case of beer, and so we got drunk and, and tied all the boats up together and sent them down the river. <laughs> <laughs> and they frowned on that. <laughs> But that's um and so I was gone you yeah, know I was gone and uh you know I I went back went back to DC and I was you know it was summertime and I was doing more drinking. and it was it was almost like it was game on and uh you know shortly after that I got my license so 16 got my license um you know, back in the day in D.C., it wasn't like corporate bars or anything. It was like mom-and-pop bars. They're more than happy to have a 16-year-old come in and, and, and get, you know, I was like, I was like a freaking hobbit. I was like, it hey, comes in pints?
1: It's like, oh, it's like this big. I'm like 16-year-old. Okay. okay?
0: I mean, I must have looked like I was 12, but they didn't care. Um, and... And uh, it was like, but that just went on and on, and, and it's, it's amazing how I immediately find out who, who else is into this. Just fall right into it. Like, like it was nothing. Um, but it was something. And, um, but, you know, almost immediately, like, I got my license. I was going to a party. I already had been doing some drinking. And this guy, this this police officer rolls up, going in the opposite direction. And he sees me, I was just messing with my friend, doing a little, you know, wiggling around the steering wheel, whatever. He's like, hey, when you're done parking, can you throw me your uh, license and registration? (laughs) So I did the rational thing, I took off. (laughs) And I was like, you know, this is my neighborhood, mind you. I'm like, (laughs) Screaming, through there, left, right, left, right, in my, in my friend's, my friend's car, yeah, my friend's parents' car, right. um, Yeah, it's just behavior that, that would never otherwise otherwise happen. Um, but what I can tell you about like sixteen to eighteen is that like yeah, it was it was on all the time. It, it was like school. Instead of put, you know, at a younger age, I would put the books down, go, uh, go run around, um, you know, exercise, whatever, and play soccer. And the, like sixteen to eighteen was some of that at high school. And it's you know what's weird is there's a lot of a lot of folks I hear in AA talk about you know, hey, uh, I, was, um, I was in high school, I felt, I felt weird, I drank, you know, all of, that, all of that seems pretty normal to me. Until you get to, and then I drank, and then I got trashed all the time. Like, I drank to, to, to get trashed. I mean, that, that was it. There was other substances. I mean, it was the 80s. Like people would come into concerts, come into the cocaine room and pee. And I was like, What the hell? <laughs> that was a joke about, you know, how you sort coke in the bathroom Some of us I just want to get you caught up.
1: <laughs>
0: but, you know, it was like immediate. Get trashed all the time. If there was, if I would, you know, if there was, if there was beer around, alcohol, whatever, but not enough, then then I just wouldn't participate. Uh, but things just like it just kept on. You know, I didn't know what was wrong with me. I knew something was wrong. I knew something was up. Didn't know what it was. Nobody vocalized it. You know, my parents saw what was going on. Didn't want to vocalize it. Call that what you want, um, but they didn't. Um, so there was. Um, I went to college straight straight away after high school, and I, they're like, "Sorry, out of uh, out of freshman dorms, you're going to have to go into a um, fraternity house." So. I mean, it was, it was straight away, you know, mixing alcohol in trash cans and having parties. That was it. And, and uh, you know, at the end of the semester, when I was about to get kicked out, you know, the guidance counselor, she was uh, she was the head of psychology department. And she was like, are you having a good time here? <laughs> and I was like... Yeah, I'm having a great time. And what what I really wanted to know is what the hell is wrong with me? That's what I I was like, something's going on here. And, and uh, you know, I didn't know about obsession. I didn't know about I didn't know how any of this worked. Um, it had never been explained to me. So I left there, and, and uh, the folks are the folks are sick of, of of my behavior, sick of seeing this. And really, I was like, I was kind of cavalier about the whole thing. I was like, ah, no big deal. Um, You know, you people care about me, but I'm just going to do what I want to do anyway. And my dad was like, well, you can do that, but um, you're going to have to find somewhere else to live. (laughs) If you go in the military, uh, make a good go of it, then, uh, you know, I'll support you anyway, you know, any way I can. So, so uh, now, talk about family disease. My brother, my brother, um, he drank like I did, and he would he would get violently ill from his drinking straight away. He would just he would, he would drink, um, and uh, I don't know how much how much he would put down straight away, but it was enough to it was enough to get sick like violent and sick. And um, the, the night before I, I went in, he came out of the military. And, and he was kind of different. I didn't know how or why, but he was different. And um, so I'll, I'll get on more about, about him in a bit. But the military was no different. Well, there was a twist. So I go in. Now, I can't train. There's no, there's no access to alcohol, especially first, depending on what you do, like first three, four, four months. So, you know, one day, about a month in, maybe two. It's probably two months in to, uh, to training. The, um, you know, one of the drill sergeants was like, hey, grab your weapon. We're gonna to go to the range. There's nothing going on there. I just need to talk to some, some other people over there. I was like, whatever. So grab it, we, we walk down there. While we're walking down, he's like, hey, you know what, you know, your, basic, your basic is gonna be done here in the next week. Um, going into training for the next phase, yeah, there's gonna, everybody needs some leadership. Would you like to do that? I'm like, yeah, sure, that, that works. What I remember about that though was uh just like it was um it was like June it was like June in Kentucky just like taken you know take while they went up, up up into the range tower to talk I just took my helmet off sat down you know leaned my weapon against the the tree and it's like everything was like that that magic again it was like everything was peaceful it was it was like I mean, the difference between not drinking for me and drinking on a regular basis was like, it just broke something inside of me that was kind of clued into, like, the mystery of of this world and everything that it had to offer. Like, the people, like, the cool people, the variety of people, what they have to say, you know, what they do, all all the cool stuff out there. Um... It, but, you know, as soon as I stopped, that's what I saw. And that didn't last very long because uh, in between the two phases of training, we went to a class six store. Um, military folks you know that's alcohol. We went, we, we went to the store. We brought it to the, we, we brought it to, uh, the, uh, we brought it to um, go see a movie. Next thing I remember, waking up uh, in, in military police jail, <laughs> I, got, I got Monty Bushnell over here, big dude, just shaking his head at me. I was like, what the hell happened? He's like, you're screaming in the movie theater. You, you punched the MMP in the delicate areas. <laughs> it's like the delicate areas. <laughs> So some, you know, and they they came and got us, and because it was like that in between time, because they needed to move us through, they were like, "You're going to get, you know, you're going to get prosecuted. You're going to you're going to lose some money, and it's going to go into a restricted file, and never be see it again. Get out of my face." It's like okay. Um, so uh, ended up going to Seattle uh, and, and being stationed up there in the military. Um, and you know, I, <laughs> uh, being young and horny, my 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 future wife came out to be with me, and uh, she um, she and I got a got an apartment, stock bar. I mean, just like all of our money was 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 in was it was in booze. Um, I would. I would I would wake up I would wake up go to work get back start drinking fight maybe police would come I'd end up on the you know on the lawn on the front of the uh, you know with my hands behind my back or maybe Danielle would by the way if I if I talk if if I talk about Danielle in this talk it, the only negative stuff should be attributed to me okay she's great if you know if you know her um I want to make sure that's clear, but 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 that's what would happen to me, and then I would show up. Uh, that I would show, you know you're supposed to show up at, s- at seven a.m. They're looking around in the military. You're standing outside. Everybody's in in a row. If there's a spot missing, they kind of frown on that, and that and that's the way I would show up. Another way I would show up is um, maybe I would be on time, but maybe I would. Uh, I would have, you know, I have allergies, so I would go and see the doctor. And the doctor, he'd look at me, he'd look at his watch, and he'd be like, Jeremy, I'm doing the alcohol math here, you stink. And there's no, like, you were drinking like two hours ago. And and I'm like, yeah, that's true. (laughs) And, you know, he just wanted to, uh, to let me know that he knew, and and that you know, and he was a doctor, so um, I think he had a, he had an obligation to do that. And If I wanted to talk further, I'm sure he would have he would have done so. But I didn't want to. I didn't want to talk about it. what is there to talk about, after all. So in 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 um, in all the escapades that, that we had up in um, Washington State. I'll just say, uh, so one time I showed up, and they are like, okay, your analysis time. I was like, oh boy. So that, it didn't go well. I was, <laughs> they were like, uh, you know, you, um, you peed hot here, and you're gonna have to go in front of, you know, you're gonna have to go in front of the man. And I was like, okay. So went in front of the man, same thing happened as before, except this time. There was more money taken. Uh, there was a rank taken and uh, I was restricted to a couple four buildings for um, about 45 days. And wouldn't you know it, after the 45 days, well, Danielle, my wife, got sick of me not being around and so she left came back to the East Coast. Um, I went, after the 45 days, to California because so there's a bunch of people there who study the bad guys the baddies of the day and so we go and pretend to be them we pretend to be the baddies and uh, they they're like so I hadn't been drinking for two months yeah maybe three and like suddenly everything came together so at the school they're like, Hey, you're an honor graduate of like 120 people. Why don't you come on up? And it was really weird because I was with the people that I that, that I regularly work with in in uh, Washington State, and they're like, "This guy's a dirt bag." And then, and, but you know, the people down there, they're like, "Hey, man, you sure you sure do put it together. Well, you know, you sure can." And I'm like wondering what's wrong. Like, why can't I? What, what can't I put? Like, how how do I do this? Like, there's two different people. There's two different people here, and I don't know why it works and it doesn't. It doesn't work, and, and that just remained a mystery. Um, so, so I left the military under under honorable conditions, and uh, I'm proud of that service, not how I did it. A bad soldier, but um, I'm glad I did it. It, it. it had a lot of lessons there for me. So, went back to DC. I was, uh, I was working, I was doing some landscaping, and uh, I was living with my wife Danielle, my wife now, and a couple other people and it was it was like um, it was party all the time, like everybody all the time. I would step over people on the, on the way to, on the way to work, come back, things were rolling. Um, and that's just, that's, that's how it was. And that was okay with me, until it wasn't. Like one day I was walking back. I was walking back from somebody's house after a party. I'm gonna get on the bus, gonna, gonna head up to uh, Rockville. And I was like, man, this, this something something's wrong. So it, it wasn't a couple weeks before I got my, I got my own place, um, separate from the, the apartment. And started drinking. So it was, it was somebody's, somebody's house and they rented a room. So they started drinking their liquor. And and they knew it. And that was pissing them off, clearly. And, um, and I was like, I, I, don't, I don't know what to do. I don't know what to do. And uh, so Danielle's mom, well, Danielle and Danielle's mom have, have a cousin named Fred. Fred went to this, thing called AA. And Fred was crazy before. He's crazy now, but he's a good kind of crazy. So why don't you go? And I was like, well, okay. I'll go. What do I, what do I have to lose? I don't know what it's all about. I don't know, you know. Um, not really sure what it has to do with my, my situation. <laughs> and so, so I went. And It wasn't any different than than it is now. This was... This was, geez, 1991. Um, Rockville. And... You know, the group there... They were were very gracious. They met me where I was. I I, uh, met a guy... Couldn't tell you his name. I mean, it should tell you something about our relationship. But he was like... He was like, hey... Let's go play some darts. So we, we would play darts, and, he was, and then he was like, you know, like, Jeremy, there's a relationship between your drinking and your character, and there's also a, a relationship between your character and your drinking. He's like, it's all in this book. Do you want to go, go through it with me? I was like, sure. And so we, we, we set about doing that. Now, I just want to skip over it because memory that that long ago is is pretty hazy. I don't think I did all the steps. I think I got to step nine and gave that a a good go, maybe halfway, um, before I left AA. Because I was feeling fantastic. I mean, like six months in, right, you're feeling pretty good. And... And I, I, but I did dive into, I was like, oh my God, like these principles are, you know, this stupid book is like from the 30s, but these principles are like super old. This is cool. And I was like, they're mentioning, they're mentioning like spiritual leaders in here. Who are they? Do they have any other books? Oh, they've got like one on on Lord's Prayer completely. Oh, and meditations. What's what's about that? What's that about? And so it's just like, you know, they call that ADHD, but I... Like I've got all these books today, and and, um, and I thought it was fantastic, and I gave it a good go. You know, I, I went, I went to my folks, wanted to set things right. My dad, you know, he was like, he's like, ah, eh, that's okay and everything, but you know, I'm going to give it some time, hmm. just like anybody. Um, you know, that's that's the rational thing to do, and and uh, you know, he would he would always be like. He would always be telling me two things. He said, patience. Okay. He would always tell me patience. Um, especially later. I'll get, on, I'll get on to that in just a little bit here. So, I wouldn't go to another AA meeting until like 30 years later. In the meantime, what happened was, is, is that, you know, I was a, a guy that had a spiritual program that did service. That you know, even though it wasn't wasn't through the program, I think that carried me for a while. Um, we in the meantime, we you know, I got my my finances together, got married. I mean, really, like all of it had changed. Like all of it had had changed. Uh, bought a house, sold the house, moved to the West Coast. Um, moved back just because we could no kids then you know something happened and it was as easy as going to dinner with my wife and enjoying ourselves we got some wine just like that it was no big deal it really wasn't and then you know it, it became four and then a bottle and two and it, it, you know, it escalated until the time that, that I actually, that I needed it. I didn't, it wasn't a luxury, just like the book says. And, you know, there's, um, you know, there's this insanity about it that, that the, the 12 and 12 calls it a slow learning. It's, it's like habits that you learn over time that mess you up. And... And you know, one of the things about that is that my drinking caused caused Danielle to want to move. She's like, "We need a geo you know, geographic change." <laughs> <sighs> okay. You know, they used to call uh, codependents co-alcoholics, and, and that's a, I think that's a better word. Um, <laughs> I think that's a better word. I think it's more accurate. And. And so, you know, I was like, okay, let's do, let's do it. I'll send a resume out. These people have no use for me at all. They don't do what I do. But we'll see what happens because you got to know what the lead time is, right? So I send them this and they call me back. and They're like, we don't have anybody that does what you do. Can you? And I was like, oh, my God. So came down here. came down to North Carolina. Um, my son, Jack, my son, Patrick, um, they're here in school at this time. And... Uh, and my drinking just through the roof. You know, they they um, they were up there. I was down here at the beginning of all of this, and I was drinking in the car on the way down down ninety five. I would I would skip 80, 84, or eighty, 80 yeah, because there's cops over there. <laughs> <laughs> um, but you know, like, like the insanity is very slow, if you ask me. My my experience with with with, um, with this is that is that the the obsession, and that's what it was, uh, comes on very very slow until until it's too much. Now um, it's a family disease, so. Back when I was really spiritual, sober, getting it together, early 20s, uh, my brother, uh, my brother, drank to the point where his family couldn't be with him anymore. So my nephew, my niece, my steps, my stepsister, they left my brother. He, I, I go over to his house. He's um, he's in a sleeping bag with an empty 30 pack around him and a gun, and um, collect, you know, collect the gun, make it safe and um, get him, take him up to a, uh, a rehab place in Baltimore. And after that, he disappeared for 13 years. Didn't see him for 13 years, he was homeless. Um, moving back to, uh, going back to the part of the story, uh, I'm in North Carolina a little later, and um, my, my nephew, Took his life. He he drank. uh, He drank a fifth and took and took his own life. And at that point, my wife was like, "Hey, something's got something's got to change with your drinking." I was like, "Yeah, you're right." I mean, I knew it was so excessive. I've still got empties behind my house, behind the fence, over by the road. (laughs) I just chuck them. I mean, they were empty. That's what you do. (laughs) You don't want all the clanging when they come and get your empties. So, so I was like, that's a good idea. And so I stopped. No, no help. No program. It was if the program never existed. Okay. I wanted to avoid what happened to me. I wanted to keep drinking. Um, But I would obsess about it. I would obsess about it to to, to the point where I would tell my my buddy, my buddy Paul, who who died last year, he um, he had a son who died from from, um, skin cancer. And I told him, my son was having some, some trouble with alcohol and drugs. And if something happened to him, I would start drinking again. You now, why on earth would I say, like, somebody says basically nothing and I say, I'm gonna start drinking again? <laughs> of all the choices I could, I could make, like, why would I choose that? It's like leaving somebody, you know, something at somebody's house. Because you want to go back, it's like, and, and you know, somewhere around there, I, I uh, like work was like a da- daily waterboarding, and so they they have these counselors <laughs> who are like, yeah, you know, you have a problem, come by. And this guy's bio was like, yeah, I do work stuff, also drug and alcohol, you know, counselor. I was like, oh, I'll go with this one. He covers all the bases. But why would I do that? I mean, I, I knew, so I, I, I knew something was up. So I started drinking again, I went, I specifically told um, a, a psychologist who was giving me ADHD meds, of course, very high level, because I was, I was balancing trying to wake up from being drunk with ADHD meds and abusing them. So he, I told him, I was like, I'm going to I need to, and I'm gonna be drinking. And he's like, will you take anabuse? And I said, I'm gonna be drinking. <laughs> and he's like, "He's like, okay, will you take uh, naltrexone? And I said, sure, what the heck. Shortly after that, I went up to, to um, my parents. My mom had, had really bad cancer. Okay, this is she, was, she had throat cancer, partially from drinking. So she had, um, <clears throat> so she had patches, okay, painkillers, and I'm like, oh, I think I'll try these, put one on, a couple hours later, I'm like, this isn't, this isn't, this is crap, <laughs> take it off, throw it away, well, I'm on naltrexone, I didn't know that it, it like, blocks. <laughs> You know, and I, I seriously could have died. It's just an attitude of more is better, numb is best, um, I need to feel a certain way in order to feel normal. Now, now, um, my son's drinking progressed to the point where he, um, he, he went into the military, my oldest son. He, Guess what, he failed a drug test, he had a, he had a secret, he had a top secret compartmentalized clearance on an aircraft carrier. He was kicked out, came home, started to have seizures in our, in, in, in our kitchen. If you've ever seen somebody have a seizure, it's terrifying. If it's your son, it's absolutely devastating. So, the only rational thing I, I could do is drink about it. That's, that's the best I could do. Um, and, and it was like this, it was this, it was this Groundhog Day area where it would go round and around. I would promise my wife I would change it up. You know, we would go to counseling, and the counselor who knew me for all this time would, would be, you know, he'd be like, glad you're here, nice talk. Um, but he, he would look at Danielle and be like, "This is classic alcoholism. Yeah, you know, maybe you can get a two for one deal for for Jeremy and, and, and Patrick at uh, you know at, at Fellowship." Well, Patrick went to Fellowship. He seized up in, in, in an intersection in Cary and ended up going to Fellowship Hall. I've got I've got his uh, I've got his big book. Um, he's he's still drinking today, but he's changed. There's you can't you can't just. Uh, Get some knowledge, and, and not—I hmm. won't say—I don't know what it is—but he's changed. So, so I would just make promises, not keep them. Wake up on the floor, wash, rinse, repeat, um, and swear that I would not go to Alcoholics Anonymous. Didn't want to. I was like, "You can run, <laughs> but, you, but you're gonna, but you're gonna die tired." <laughs> so, so I went. So I was like, "Okay, fine. I'll go to outpatient." So I go to outpatient, and and I and I meet my sponsor there. Why? Because my sponsor had, uh, you know, three DUIs. Had lost. Um, you know, rights to, to see his son, lost a marriage, and was was uh, was very. He was in that summertime, you know, lean your weapon against the tree sort of place. And I was like, I was like, I know that look. I know what that is. so, so I was like, hey, can you work with me? And he prayed about it, and I was like, "Why are you praying? You know, you know I don't bring God into this. You know, just give me an answer." Uh, uh, and and uh, I remember, um, you know, so we, we worked together, and um, and uh, he he was like, "Jeremy's the the uh, highest bottom drunk I know," and I immediately thought, "Hey, I could have kept." Could have kept it going. Could have kept. That's an immediate, immediate thought. But you know, we, you know, if you don't know what a sponsor is, somebody just walks you through through the, the book uh, of Alcoholics Anonymous and and how it works. So we did that. Uh, we did that for a time. I would go to meetings. I would pretend. I would look at the watch. And it, it, a lot of you know this. You know, somewhere around, the, the, you know, we, we did third step prayer. Um, after after I left his house doing the third step prayer, called him up. was like, hey man, I I drank last night, uh, and he was like, well, maybe you're maybe you're ready. Maybe that's what you need to do. I recommend you go 60, 60 days. You know, just do do a meeting a day. So I did. Um, You know, I walked through. I walked through this program. I, I got I got a home group because I was told to. I got I got into service because I was told to. It was it was just the right meeting to go to. It's very small. Couldn't hide. I you know helped with all the service because it all needed doing. And at month one, Danielle was like, "Hey, I got the old Jeremy back." It's six months. I was sad that she got that Jeremy back at, at month one. Um, because I was very different and, uh, so things changed at work. My boss was like, Hey, he used to be like, Hey Jeremy, I'm not telling you anything you don't know. That's a great way to to tell something about it when you're about to rail somebody. But after that, you know, things changed. Um, and I, and I got a pay bump. I made, I made things right with my employer. I made things right with my folks. My friend who died um, last year made things right with him. You know, before my dad died, he was like, hey, Jeremy, I want to come. come to North Carolina and live near you. you know, emphasis was on near. But, you know, he was, he was, but he was like, hey, you know, I want to live near you. My buddy was like, hey, here's everything I own. Here's how to find it. Make sure my family is good to go. So um, those, are, those are things that, that this program has given me. To, you know, these days, I get, to, I get to help other people. I don't want that to ever become an ism also. But that's not what it is. I, I've learned that, that this program is all about middle of the road, reasonable stuff, helping when you can don't, you know, don't, uh, I don't, I don't ever want to, uh, miss my, my, my home responsibilities because of AA, but then again, I need, I need to work this program in order to be somebody who shows up for other people, who shows up, who shows up for the other roles that I have. And um, this program affords me that. There's nothing, you know, I know the look when people people come walking in here for the first time, and there's nothing more spiritual than than (laughs) seeing seeing somebody uh, smile for the first time in a while. Uh, So, so the, um, the 12 and 12 says a lot of cool things. I've got like a minute here and, and I'll wrap up. Uh, but the 12 and 12 has a lot of things. It, it, for me, what stands out is like personal relationships are the number one problem, including the number one problem of, of drinking, that there, that there is for, for alcoholics. I believe that. I, I work on that. You all show me how to, how to do that properly. Um... There's also, there's also a craziness of, of alcoholism that I would never want to, you know, that, that night I drank, that last night I drank, uh, Danielle was up, it was one of the last times that she saw her dad alive, because he was sick. It's like in the book when Bill's like, yeah, my, it was a tough time, you know, my, my in-laws moved in, and... Uh, Anyway, I'm going to go get drunk and lose a lot of people's money. It's like what? You know, and he, he mentions this in the book. It's just crazy. It's, it's it's an insanity. It's a behavior. It's a set of behaviors that and, and an obsession that's relieved. I've found through this program. so, just in closing, if you uh, if if you uh, in any way if, if you're new um, to this. Uh, in any way, let somebody know, because it, it doesn't have to be this way. It, it, uh, it really is a program that works. Um, it's not free. It, take, it takes work, but, but um, it, uh, if it helps, if it can help me, it can help you as well. And y'all have been really generous tonight. I uh, appreciate you.